Welcome back to Talks on the Dock. It's been, what, four months since we recorded a podcast? It's been so long since we've recorded a podcast. Oh my gosh. Life got busy and literally so many things are going on right now. We have so much to cover. We really do. Like the, it's like pandemic and this like Black Lives Matter movement and life like has changed so much in 2020. I think the last podcast we recorded it was in 2019. Yeah, because, well, no, because the beginning we were like, 2020. Oh, yeah. This is going to be our year. I think everyone said that, like, yeah, 2020 is going to be the best year yet. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going <laughs> to do these things for my life. Right. And then nothing. No. <clears throat> Literally and at this current point, like, we were in a pan... Well, we still are in a pandemic. We, we were in the closed-down quarantine. Couldn't go anywhere for weeks on end. For, like, a good, like, six weeks. Yeah. I mean, you were still going to work. Yeah. Because you're a nurse. Frontline. <laughs> Insert clapping. <laughs> yeah, I mean... But now... It's funny because I've seen, we were talking about this, like we've seen these different like memes and stuff on Instagram of like, oh, Americans, like we we got tired of the coronavirus. So now it's just over. We just decided it's over. So it's over. Like we're going back. I mean, literally I had a conversation with my mom yesterday or two days ago and she was like, I'm over it. Everyone's <laughs> over it. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm over it too. Like I'm my industry is screwed. Yeah. We can't do anything right no. now. Like these modified weddings. Yeah. These, it's just so weird. It's such a weird time. Like not at all anything that we thought 2020 was going to be. Oh, and it's June. I know I have goosebumps. <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's almost july like it's june what day is it the 27th yeah yeah like that's insane to me that it's almost july and this pandemic has been going on since march i mean the virus has been alive for much longer but it really hit us march Yeah, March, February-ish. I think so. Yeah, end of February, people started kind of taking it seriously. Yeah, and now it's like we're done with it, but then Kansas City has just released a statement Mm -hmm. um, from the governor that, you know, masks are required in order to be served anywhere, which is just, I mean, it's good because at the same time, the hospital decided we had to wear scuba goggles because people aren't taking it seriously. I know. it's just crazy like I read this meme the other day too that was like if there was a drug that would prevent you five times less likely to get the coronavirus everybody would want it yeah but that drug is wearing a mask (laughs) yes just wear one well yeah and I'll admit like in the beginning I was like oh it's only affecting older people yes absolutely me too I'm I don't need to wear a mask I would wear it when I went to get groceries only because people would stare at you but Mm -hmm. now like the more our cases are going up again, mm-hmm. I mean, like you told me today, the UK is not even allowing us to travel. Yeah, the EU has, like, issued a whole thing, like, they don't want Americans, or there's, like, a travel ban. Yeah. Which is insane. That's kind of embarrassing. Oh, it's wildly embarrassing. But also, like, I was telling you, too, as Americans, too, like, we think that we're in control of our health, you said, mm-hmm. and which makes sense, and, like... When the CDC keeps changing what's mm. expected, you know, you can, yeah. I can see why people are resistant to a lot of the things because the yeah. standard of practice keeps changing and the standard, like, care for yourself keeps changing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just, now it's like, just wear the stinking mask because I'd like to be able to wear makeup again. I think now, too, that, like, it's summertime and mm-hmm. people. And kids are officially, officially out of school. Yeah. That people are like, I want to enjoy my summer. We all thought that it would be over by now. And we would be able to, like, enjoy our lives. And 
I think that people are very antsy and like it's summer. I want to have a barbecue with my friends. I yeah. want to travel. I want to do all these things. Yeah. And like you're still telling me that I can't like whatever. Which shows our our privilege just even as Americans. Yeah. Like we are so oh, inconvenienced sure. by having to wear a mask. <laughs> I and know. like I also saw a meme that was talking about a seatbelt like Mm-hmm. We don't end up needing a seatbelt until we're in a crash, and we just know it will work. Right. And we wear it anyways. Yeah. And it's required by law to yes. wear. Yes. And then it's like, okay, well, the mask is the same concept. Right. If you would just wear it, mm-hmm. then if everyone would just wear it, mm-hmm. you know, that stops the transmission. Yeah. You know, th- that not all the way, but that much more. I mean, it's just... That likelihood, yeah, absolutely. So crazy. We, I I feel like it's just been the topic of conversation for months now. It's like (laughs) exhausting. It is. And now, like with like the Black Lives Matter movement, I feel like the COVID nineteen pandemic has kind of been pushed off to the side. Like it's still very important, and people are still getting sick and like getting. We're our cases are rising still, mm-hmm. but with this like movement and like all these protests and everything, I think that is kind of pushed mm-hmm. that out of people's mind, yeah, a little bit yeah i I was talking to a friend today, and we were talking about how once again, like Instagram being the biggest platform that we mm-hmm. all you know hang out on they were saying like it's crazy that it took a pandemic for all of us to slow down and realize that black lives matter Mm -hmm. and that trans lives matter and like Mm -hmm. all these different things Mm -hmm. that if this pandemic wasn't going on it probably would have just been you know a big deal for a week and then it would have quieted back down yeah I mean, if we're being honest. Absolutely. I think that with the amount of time that people have had to focus and refocus their lives and only focus on the tragedies that have happened this Mm -hmm. year and, like, seeing that these people, like, brutally murdered just because of the color of their skin is disgusting. Yeah. And also not being able to maybe do their jobs mm-hmm. <laughs> like they normally would yeah or having the other distractions of life they have more time and energy to put into this movement mm-hmm. and to give more of that than maybe normally would I don't know yeah yeah I mean I'll be honest I definitely was like oh in the past you know like oh that that sucks and that's sad but mm-hmm. I would never like allow myself to dwell on it because something like that would make me really upset if I truly allowed myself to mm-hmm. like pay attention to what was going on and Same. and I finally like I I fall in the category of it's sad that it took us a pandemic to realize this because I yeah. mean we truly we truly are like especially in the town that we grew up in mm-hmm. everything like that we were we were very privileged we went to private school oh my god our families there was not a single black student at our school. Except for the ones when we went to high school. Right. I, I do, I am, like, I'd give TMP credit for that because I feel like that helped us really. Like, the international the, student program. The international students, yes. Because yeah. that helped us really, like, understand other cultures in a sense. But yeah. I feel like it could have been way more. Like, we had oh. one day. Cultural, yeah, what was it? Cultural awareness day or something. Cultural appreciation, I think it was. Yes. Where they made us their... Food. Food, yeah. And that was it. Yeah. We didn't talk about anything. Yeah. And I just think, like, we really, like, I was was open about the fact that, like, on Instagram, I used to post every day, like, since the beginning of the year, what I was grateful for. Yeah. And then when all of this started going on, I was like, this feels so yucky to be posting something today about what I'm grateful for when a man was just killed Mm -hmm. for no reason and it's like it's being forced into my day yeah this just like feels gross so I truly need to better myself and be more cognizant of the fact that Mm -hmm. I can't just be like oh that's that sucks that Mm -hmm. they're 
not being treated the same, but there's nothing I can do. Right. Like, so I, like, really have been trying to read, you know, different books about, like, white supremacy or white privilege or even yeah. asking, like, my black friends questions. Mm-hmm. And luckily they know that I have good intention, but yeah. it shows how privileged we are and it shows how much we don't know. Yeah. That, like, ignorance is bliss is, like, no longer an option. It's not cute. <laughs> it's not cute. It's not an option. It's not viable. We no. have to, yeah, we, and I, like, yeah, I listened to this um, cultural awareness seminar, mm-hmm. like, a month ago, and it was through CASA, the organization that I volunteer for, but it was just so funny because I had signed up for it before the Black Lives Matter movement, I mean, really took its roots. Uh-huh. And was, like, mainstream media. And the woman who talked about it was black. And she... And it was, like, through Zoom, but we couldn't see anybody. And she kind of said, like, at the beginning, like, I am a black woman and I'm a queer woman. And, like, I want you to know that. Because I can't see you. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you hear my voice, I want you to, like, have that yeah. vision of me in your head. Because that's what I am. That's how I identify whatever. And she kind of talked about how, which I'm so guilty of this, of she was, one, somebody asked a question about how do you respond when someone says they don't see color. and Which we thought was being respectful. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And she was like, that's such a funny one. And it's, it's so hard because I see where you're coming from. I see that you're trying to say... I would never discriminate against you because of the color of your skin. Mm -hmm. I would never not hire somebody because they were black, because they were Latino, because they were Asian, because of any, any pigmentation of your skin does not matter Mm -hmm. in the sense of discrimination. But she's like, what you're saying initially then is you're disregarding the fact that I identify strongly as a black woman. I Mm -hmm. identify strongly like they, she gave the example of her wife's family would constantly say like, Oh, you don't seem black. Like from the way that she would talk and because she spoke educated. She has like a PhD Mm -hmm. that is telling someone like you're the whitest black girl. Yeah, I know exactly. Like that is so ridiculous that like, because you sound educated, that automatically equals white is Mm -hmm. preposterous, but that's what our society believes or at least acts upon whatever. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and the same thing goes with like the people who I meet and they're, I tell them that I'm gay and I have a wife and they're like, Oh, I never would have known you were gay. And she's like, and it's, like, I get it, but, like, I strongly identify, like, that's who I am. Yeah. So it's the same thing of, like, saying, I don't see color. Well, you're choosing to not see something that I, this, like, one of my favorite things about me. Mm -hmm. Like, see that. Acknowledge that. Yeah. That's powerful. And when she said that, I was like, wow. (laughs) Never thought about it that way. Yeah. And I'm guilty of saying that. Oh, uh-huh. I don't see color. Like, I'm not racist. I don't see color. Like, that doesn't matter to me. When in reality, those are two different... Yeah. It, well, I mean, they actually could be in the same, mm-hmm. but also different. I mean, yeah, I just... I feel like my my mind is just blown mm-hmm. with all these... All the stuff that we didn't know. I mean... Yeah. I was talking to my friend at work the other day who's black, and I go to her a lot recently because I, she knows my heart, and she knows that I have good intentions, and of course. I am, she knows that I've been working to try and, you know, broaden my horizons and understand, I mean, being raised in western Kansas, you don't get a lot of diversity other than our right. high school right so which is still like very minimal yeah and very privileged diversity yeah because they, they were, were also very wealthy asians 
Yes. That's a very broad. I probably shouldn't say it like that. But but very I, wealthy families. Very wealthy families. That yes. could afford to send their kids overseas for school. Absolutely. So we really, I mean, we got diversity a bit in a very privileged way. And yeah. I was telling her that I read um, in one of the accounts that I started following, um, I always thought that it was almost abrasive to refer to a black person as black rather than just saying african-american yes i thought african-american was being more like respectful in like the proper way i guess and like yeah right absolutely well apparently when i was talking to her about that with what i had read on this uh this person that i follow she was saying how that can actually be like abrasive as well and like Mm. offensive because people black people it's frustrating to them, like, just because I'm black doesn't mean I was raised in Africa. Like, she's like, hmm. my ancestors oh, aren't necessarily from Africa. Like, just because I'm black doesn't mean I'm an African-American. Like, oh, my family wow. could be from the UK. I could be from right. Hawaii. I could be from all over. And right. she was telling me, she's like, my friend at work, she was like, I I don't really, like, Take find offense. that offensive. Right. She's like, but I can see why you would use it in a respectful way, but here's why it, it doesn't matter. If you just say someone is black, just as I say, you are white. Right. Like, I don't say you're Caucasian to be respectful. And I was like, (laughs) okay, that makes sense. Like, no one ever told me that was what was respectable, but it just seemed abrasive to say, oh, they're black. Right. You know? Yeah, I felt the same. I feel the same way, too. That's so interesting. I never would have thought about it that way. Yeah, I hadn't until I read that. I was like, oh, my gosh. I've when I've been speaking like at work when I have had a black patient I mm-hmm. have been like if I spoke to them I remember like switching it in my mind to say like they were another like african-american woman and mm-hmm. you know when I could have just said another black woman but then again you also it's so hard to know like mm-hmm. as my friend said at work too she was like you know it's hard because some people are offended by that some people aren't and there's yeah. like so many ever-changing you know, decisions on what people identify with and what people don't. Yeah. So she's like, it's really hard to know. Trying to be the most respectful. And I think that that, this entire experience, which for us, again, just like shows us our privilege is like Mm -hmm. that for us, for you and I, it's an experience. Yeah. It is not something that we have to talk to our children about being super safe with the police or like and not in a way that their life is in danger mm-hmm. by or worry that our partners or our friends are not going to come home mm-hmm. like that just like this whole learning experience has been really enlightening I think and really like several times just like checked me yeah I mean I was talking to another Um, person at work and they were saying like I just can't wait for things to go back to normal like all this you know she said it's not that I I am not racist but she's like all this black lives matter and you know all this political stuff she's like it's just like wrecking my heart and I can't deal with it I just Mm -hmm. she's like it's just overwhelming for me and I need stuff to go back to normal and that like shows our privilege as well like yeah I just told her I'm like it's never gonna go back to normal these are the kinds of conversations that we have to have because Mm -hmm. normal has been comfortable to us but it has been terrible yeah for the black community wildly uncomfortable and the Asian community and you know all these Hispanic community like yeah. We want it to go back to normal because it's comfortable for us. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it's yeah the best. It should, like, this is 2020. We shouldn't be dealing with this anymore. Oh, like, my God. 100%. I, like, cannot even... It, it pains my heart that we have to talk about racism and that even on the video that you talked about, the mayor talking about... Um, wearing masks in public yeah. being mandatory in Kansas City and the people like commenting on it and there's all this like negativity surrounding like again just like screaming their privilege mm-hmm. like you can't tell me what I can and can't do this is America like I don't live in North Korea like all these things and you know it, and it's it's frustrating yeah it's like we 
should be looking out for each other. Yeah, slightly inconvenienced, and we are just off the deep end. Yeah, and, like, can you imagine what your life would be like if you were constantly fearing for your children and your family just because of the color of your skin, Mm. but you are screaming at the top of your lungs because you are being asked politely to wear a mask when you go in to McDonald's to order your breakfast. Mm -hmm. Like, that is not that big of an inconvenience for you. Yeah, I mean, my friend Katie, she had a really good post about it because now that we're wearing those goggles at work and, Mm -hmm. you know, we all left and we had indentions on our face from those masks. And Katie, he made a really good point in the post that she made and I shared it. And at the end, it, like, just, it hit home because it just said, like, community before self. Yeah. Like, these other countries have eradicated... (laughs) coronavirus because they took it seriously but I mean like we said yeah you know it's hard when everyone keeps changing and we were kind of late to the game in the U.S. but and we don't have a person at the forefront of our country who is taking science seriously but that's another conversation (laughs) and that's just I I was listening to a doctor the other day I can't remember if it was what it was even where I even heard this but the some parent was saying to this doctor like you believe that a mask is gonna save us Mm -hmm. or something and the doctor was like no but I believe in science right like (laughs) I believe in herd immunity and eradicating a disease by the herd taking precautions yeah it's just it's very interesting (sighs) but what started this whole conversation with us about you know the black lives matter movement and everything is we were talking about how we're gonna this is something that we're gonna have to pass on to our kids and this is something that's Mm -hmm. gonna be huge in history books and 2020 is just gonna be a huge year in the history book like industry holy shit yeah i mean our economy for our political views for our everything everything has changed yeah i just it's crazy that, you know, we're going to look back at this year and maybe this time next year we're not going to be in masks and who knows, maybe we will be. But mm-hmm. for our kids to learn about this year and then it, it'll, it almost just seems like it's not real. Yeah. I don't know. But we also talked about how out of this Black Lives Matter movement, all the resources and like the kids books and mm-hmm. all these amazing cool things to teach kids about like equality and inclusion diversity and diversity just yeah so cool yeah and like things that we would want for our kids right even though that wasn't necessarily like to no fault of our parents but it wasn't necessarily things that we had yeah and right they weren't readily available yeah it wasn't and we I mean we were born in 93 and 94 so like Mm -hmm. that in western kansas so yeah those resources weren't available and like there wasn't i know i don't remember ever having like a black barbie Mm -mm. or a black barbie doll and i don't remember even having a student in grade school being another having another color of skin than my own yeah which is like you know maybe that's part of where we live and part of that privilege of just the community that we grew up in and it's interesting it's weird to kind of realize that Mm -hmm. as an adult and like going forward having dolls for my kids to play with that are black Mm-hmm. And that are Hispanic, and that are Asian, and that are white. Mm-hmm. And having all of those different options, and n- having books that center around a face that doesn't look like their own, yeah, is so important. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, like, Caitlin was talking about earlier when we were eating dinner, like, there was a book at Barnes & Noble about a square that mm-hmm. wanted to be a circle, and would roll down the hill, and all the other shapes would be like, you can't do that. You're not a circle. And yeah, towards the end of the book, the square shaves off its sides and ends up as a circle. And the circles, other circles don't care that he wants to be 
a circle like them, even though he was born a square, like they welcome him in. And that's another thing that is really big right now in our 20s and early 20s and still is, you know, we're learning more about that's becoming more accepted is even like the trans community. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's Pride Month. Yes. June is Pride Month. Yes. So this is, again, at the very forefront of our social media Mm -hmm. is all... I mean, pride would normally be, like, going off right now. Mm -hmm. But we, I think with the pandemic and everything else that's going on, that that we're becoming so much more aware Mm -hmm. of our power on social media to communicate and that trans lives matter. Yeah. It's just, I feel like... There's just so much growth happening right now, hopefully for all of America, but I feel mm-hmm. like you and I have these kinds of conversations a lot because mm-hmm. obviously we're just, we've just always been so similar, but like, yeah. so it's nice to ba- bounce things off of each other, but I don't know, it's just cool that, it's cool that this is all happening, but it's sad, like I said before, that it took a pandemic for us to wake up, wake up and realize these things. Yeah, it's like... And, and in a way, I guess I'm thankful for it mm-hmm. because I feel like we have been, like you said, just sitting in this, like, comfortability mm-hmm. for so long and kind of being, like, forced to look at things in a different way is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being told that, like, I don't see color is not a proper way to say things. It's like that to me was like, oh shit, like I need to like check my privilege. That's Mm -hmm. things like that that keep happening. I'm like, I want to be better. Mm -hmm. I'm active about doing that. And like you're the same way. Like we want our voices to be out there for like a positive, I don't know, experience. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah. It breaks my heart that, like, our friends and our... Have had to deal with so much pain for so long. And we've maybe realized it a slight amount. And seen the injustice. But it's really taken this time away from the hustle and bustle of life. To really zone in and be like, wow. This is alive in America and it's 2020. Yeah. Like, what? I, I like, I don't even understand how, and, like, I don't even know. All we can do is, I guess, keep learning like we are and mm-hmm. listening to the audiobooks or listening to the podcasts about, you know, race and accountability as a privileged white person. And mm-hmm. I also, I just think it's interesting, you know, when I talk to people that I'm close with or that I you know know that they just it's been really hard to have a conversation with someone who doesn't recognize the white privilege that we do have or wants to Mm -hmm. deny the privilege that we have slash gets defensive yeah I just think that's so uncomfortable because it's like yeah you're you're just denying what's going on in the world right now then. I don't know what world you're living in, but... Right. We can't deny that. Like, yes, there were some white slaves, but... No. That is, like, yeah, that, like... That is the exception, not the rule. No, yeah. And... uh, And having that uncomfortable conversation with the people that we love Mm -hmm. is part of part of the process and part of the discomfort yeah that comes along with it I mean I told you about that conversation that I have with someone who will not be named but Mm -hmm. that we ended up driving by the riots in Kansas City when they were going on when they were a little bit more peaceful um towards the end uh down by the plaza and there was a white person um, holding a Black Lives Matter sign. Oh, yes. I, I was like, what are you talking about? And now I remember. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, oh, my gosh. There is a white person holding a Black Lives Matter sign. Like, what? And 
But I mean, it, it shows like how we grew yeah. up because I was like, well, that's the point. Right. It shouldn't just be black people trying yeah. to tell us that their lives matter because that's been happening right for tens and they should a thousand years to. too they yeah. should have to tell us yeah we should innately know that as human beings yeah that your life matters yeah i just it just shows like the innocence but also yeah you know the the ignorance totally absolutely yeah, and I feel like I've been having that uncomfortable conversation, not with, like, the race topic, but with the um, gay topic mm-hmm. with people in my life. Because leaving Hayes and going to um, performing arts school in yeah. California at, like, 18... I immediately was, like, surrounded by primarily gay friends. Uh-huh. And 99% of the men who were in my classes and who were my educators were gay. Right. And so I would come home and, like, talk about this with my family. And it was, like, met with a little bit... Uh, well, a little bit. It's an understatement. Met with some, like, hesitation. Mm-hmm. Because we never had growing up out friends right it it just like wasn't a thing and if you were gay in western kansas you didn't come out till maybe college when you moved away exactly exactly and we have several friends from high school who've come out Mm -hmm. as gay who've come out as trans and who've transitioned Mm -hmm. and who've had these you know and and like hearing their backstory a little bit about what their experience was like is it is heartbreaking yeah because i never knew how much of the bullying that they were receiving simply because they weren't on the football team mm-hmm. or they weren't asking girls out to dances and all of these things and it's just it just blows my mind and like I had this conversation just the other night with some of my family members and they were like you know like yeah like my buddy who is on the same team as me who I never knew was gay like You know, he just, like, kind of said it nonchalantly that he was, and I had known him for a year, and, like, it didn't make a difference. And I'm like, that's the point. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference. It shouldn't be like, hi, I'm Caitlin. I like girls. Right. Like, (laughs) what? No. Like, who cares? Yeah. It shouldn't matter. And, like, I hope one of my dreams for our children... And maybe it's too close of a dream, but I want to make a reality just as much as I want them to have, like, dolls and books of every color of children. I also want them to live in a house where they grow up and know that if they like a boy or they like a girl, that is not a conversation that you need to have with me. Yeah. Like, Mom, I think I'm gay. Or, like, Mom, I'm out. Like, that is not a conversation I want them to... I want them to just automatically know that, like, who you like is who you like. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's okay. Yeah. That you don't have to come out to me. Like, wouldn't that be an amazing world that we live in that it doesn't matter what color of skin you have and you don't have to come out? To formally come out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can just be? Yeah. Like, at... I don't know. No, it's so true. I think it's just... I was listening to Untamed uh, by Glennon Doyle, and I keep telling you about this book. I know. I need to... I know. I need to read it so badly. (laughs) You do. And it was funny, because she was saying that one time she was at a conference in Ohio, and this woman raised her hand, and she's like, Glennon, you know, I, I love your work, and I followed you for years, and... Um, my granddaughter just came out and said she likes girls when last year she was going with a boy to prom and then my niece now says she wants to be a boy Mm. um, and has a crush on a boy and she said I don't know any other way to say it except like why is everyone so gay lately (laughs) and Glennon was like I just had to laugh 
because honey there have been gays since the beginning of time. that's what she said she's like <laughs> you know it's the damn chemicals that are in all the foods and oh then she's God. like you know what it's not that everyone is so gay all of a sudden they've always been gay it's just that now we live in a world where it's so much more accepted and like yeah. you know I you don't I have don't to hide you don't have to hide and I want our kids to like just be good people right Exactly. I don't care who you love as long as they're a good person. Yeah. And if your friend and if tells they you make they're you gay, a better person. Yes. Yeah. Like just all the things. If uh if you're with someone and they're great, great. If your friend tells you they're gay, cool. You love them anyways. Like and you're like, I "Great, I love you for who you are. I don't care." Right. Like I was talking to my friend at work and another friend Obviously, I work with a very diverse population, (laughs) which is amazing. It is. And she was saying how when she first came out as gay, so many of her girlfriends um, didn't want to be friends with her anymore because they thought that she was flirting with them all the time. Which is like... Yeah. It's like that shows a privilege in itself. Yeah. She was like, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I like you. Right. Like, you are so perfect and so desirable that anybody would want you. Yeah. And just like you had said earlier, like, just like we don't like all the men. Exactly. Women who identify (laughs) as a lesbian and like women don't like all the women. Right. Guys who like guys don't like all, all the, the guys. guys. Like, it's just, I feel like it's still, we still, like, that also we have so much to learn about. Yeah. And I think all of this ultimately stems from fear. Oh, for sure. You're afraid that a woman will hit on you. You're afraid that a man, as a man, a straight man in you get that like oh this guy's gonna hit on me whatever oh I'm so sorry that's so uncomfortable for you like, yeah that it's it and that fear of like black people the fear of whatever it is it, it, it and it doesn't fear is not gonna fix it Mm-mm. love and acceptance and patience and kindness and listening will fix this I think my biggest thing is now is I'm trying so hard to learn and be accepting and mm-hmm. check my language that I use and stuff like that that I'm like afraid to mess up and offend somebody. Right. When I do have good intentions. And I feel like that's bound to happen, but we're also learning. Yeah. And that's so. that's what I was having this conversation the other day too. And we were talking about politics and (laughs) I know but it's always it comes from me starting the I know you are like so (laughs) I know I know and I hate talking about politics too but I'm also like I have to talk about it because it's just I don't know you and Kirsten I know (laughs) you love to talk about politics I know and I used to not be that way at all I used to hide from it and absolutely hate it but I think I hide from it I think for real I think I do yeah because well, I well I don't know enough about it about certain like stances but you do though but you I mean you know how you feel I mean I know how I feel but I also want to have like a very educated mm-hmm. answer behind why I feel the way that I do and sometimes I just don't have that so I don't sure say so anything. you don't contribute which right. I feel like is a respectful thing to do because I hate listening to like airhead people who don't have any background and just have vapid answers yeah, yeah absolutely okay. anyways your conversation so we were having a conversation I can't even remember what we were what the point was <laughs> conversation slash slash debate about politics oh and it was about um different politicians getting behind the Black Lives Move movement, mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter movement. Okay. And how are they using this mm. movement as a platform because we're in an election year? Yeah. And are they going to use this because they're trying to appease the masses? Okay. And then are they going to do anything with it? True. And is that believable? Was their track record say 
all these things. And my point of view was that this is a a very important movement, and if they're behind it, that's a good thing. And if they, and I believe that we as the American people have the right to hold the people who have political power accountable. Accountable. Yeah. So if you're going to run on the platform that Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, wow, I cannot speak, that that movement is really important to you, then it better be important to you during the next four years. Mm Mm-hmm. Or eight years or whatever. No yeah. matter what your political office is that you're running for. Okay. That, you know, and yeah. we deserve to hold you accountable to that. Right. Also, if you've had a track record that has been... And this is where it kind of got sticky for me. Because we... It was like, if you so say you've had a track record where... This is very all hypothetical... But where you've, like, made racist comments before. But you've come forward and said, I know better. I'm trying to do better. Right. Should we believe you? hmm And, like, my response was, like, I feel like when you know better, you do better. hmm And, like, you and I have been saying. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it makes me think about us. Like, yeah. I don't know that I've outwardly made a racist, like, sure. comment. But... Right. Absolutely. Still, same and thing. if I had, then I would absolutely apologize for it. And like the not saying color thing, like I own that. Mm-hmm. I own that. I said that. I know that that was wrong, and I know better now, so I'm going to do better. Right. And I think that that's human for us to make a mistake. Yeah. But I was like, at the same time, though, it would be really hard for me to get behind someone who had made comments that were chauvinistic or were super sexual against women and right. then came forward and was like, I understand like what I said was wrong and I'm going to do better and I'm going to support the women of America and all this stuff. I would have a really hard time believing them. Mm-hmm. So I get it kind yeah. of from both sides, but I... Mm. You know, it's like so... Yikes. It's really hard. Yeah. I don't know that... I don't know that we'll ever have... I don't think we'll ever have a person who's going to be running for office or running for any political position in this country that the entire country is going to love. Yeah. Because we're such a diverse country. Yeah. But the really important matters are what the majority agrees on Mm -hmm. yeah and right now black lives matter is a huge issue yeah that we are like fighting for so that should be part of your political campaign if you were smart Mm -hmm. and hopefully you truly stand behind it exactly yeah that's the whole thing Mm -hmm. and then in that politics is a lot of propaganda and all this stuff and it's it's hard to know how somebody truly feels so was there a controversy or like did you actually have a debate about this or the people you spoke about it with did they have similar views um we we ended with like a a position of similar views and kind of like went back and forth like in the conversation I just like relayed It was, like, all very rhetorical and just, like, very, like, hypothetical, I guess. But, but I, uh, I, I don't, I don't, like, stand very firm on, like, super left or super right. Mm -hmm. I think that the majority of us, the majority of us are in the middle. Yeah. And have lots of views that are in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so that's like kind of where we left the conversation was we agree on so many things. Yeah. That that's the important thing. Yeah. I, I have heard before, like, we should just get rid of the political party. Like. Affiliations. Affiliations. Because yeah. there are so For, many. Yeah. Like, in-betweens. Like, mm-hmm. you cannot say, I, I mean, maybe people do, but. I 1,000% agree with everything that this party says. Right. You know, like, 
I don't know. I feel like this year, I, I'll be honest, in the past, I haven't voted because mm-hmm. I just, I was like, well, I, I don't know enough about the different candidates to make an informed decision mm-hmm. where I feel like I'm doing any good by voting. Right. But I feel like this is the year where I need to kind of quit being lazy and quit just... And just research. Yeah. And just see. Yeah. I mean, if I want to bitch about stuff, <laughs> then I need to exercise right. my right to vote. Right. And I read something that said, like, what is it, like, 90-something, that may be an exaggeration, but it was a huge number. A percent of our our voters are black females. mm and it, I don't know. It was just crazy because it's like we don't think that their lives matter, but they make up the most. Like uh, right, like hello, yeah. Like one, get out and vote, and two, look at what the majority of people who are eligible eligible to vote mm-hmm. and like. Yeah. If you are smart, you will figure out what what matters to those people. Yeah. I also I was reading something else and. It slips my mind now, but about how the Senate, it was something like the Senate wouldn't be sending out ballots for people who were, like, doing quarantine. Yeah, it was like, I think it was, like, in, oh, and this is going to be super, I feel like we need, like, a fact check. It was something, like, they were taking the House to court because... Mm -hmm. They were saying, like, we will not send out ballots Mm -hmm. to people who don't come to the voting stations. Which is voter oppression. Right. Well, and also, you're telling people to quarantine and to stay home and to not go out if you don't have to, but then. Mm -hmm. You're not going to let people go in and vote. That's. Or send ballots to their home. So if they don't want to leave their home, like. Exactly. To exercise their right. Yeah. No. It is a right. Which means you need to do whatever you can to exercise it. Well, yeah, and like, what if, what if you don't have a way to get to, right, to vote or you know, I mean, we're lucky in Kansas City, we still have free transportation. I think we're one of they're one of two left in the United States that has free public transportation. Oh, really? Yeah, I read that. Oh, um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I think it was after I visited you, when you were still living in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe my friend Greg told me that because Greg is such a traveler. But mm-hmm. yeah, it. Kansas oh, I didn't City, know that their the public transportation was free. Mm-hmm. Kansas City is wow. one of two, the only places left in the United States with free public wow. transportation. So it's like if these people can't afford to ride their public transportation, right. I mean, why? Like, how are we going to reach the people that mm-hmm. make up the majority? Yeah, and not saying that those are all yeah black women that can't afford. Right. But, like, you know, we have this huge population of homeless people and... And People who are disabled, who can't drive, or elderly people who are leaving their homes. Yeah. Especially the elderly, Mm -hmm. who really, like, they are so passionate about voting. Yeah. You know? As we should be, but we need to be better. (laughs) Yeah. You know? But, like, that huge population as well. Like... Yeah. How are we going to get their right to vote to them? Mm Mm-hmm. If they aren't leaving where they're at because they're at huge, a huge risk for getting this virus. You know, there's just right. so many things wrong with exactly what's going on right now. Damn. It's heavy. It's heavy, man. It's heavy. But I feel like this is a conversation that is like the tip of the iceberg of what we've been feeling for the last six months, really. Mm-hmm. This is way better than journaling. Yeah. Yeah. So funny because, you know, I keep telling you that I can't find, like, the right words when I speak or, you mm-hmm. know, like, I, words are, have been really hard for me right now because my brain seems just so full. But, like, mm-hmm. when you let out what you're feeling and you talk about these hard issues, it's like... It's powerful. Those, those words come a little bit easier. Yeah. When... You're talking about things that matter, and it's mm-hmm. nice when you and I were raised in a similar way, but we're also, like, evolving and growing in a similar way <laughs> that we can, like, have these conversations, you know? Oh, absolutely. No, I'm so thankful for you, and I'm so thankful for this, like, 
friendship that we have that we've been able to like grow in that way together and have seen the world in different ways that challenges our worldview from what we grew up with Mm -hmm. and that we continue to want to be better people and to educate ourselves um that's really powerful I think so too well I guess we let it all out so I know (laughs) what what's something good that happened to you this week um, something good that happened to me this week is that my boyfriend came to surprise me. That was really sweet. Yeah. A he... whole different guy than we talked about on the podcast ever. We've yeah. never talked about him before. We'll have to talk. Yeah, we have about a life to do up, a relationship podcast. Yeah. But yeah, he came to visit, which was really sweet. And very nice. And very refreshing. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He's a good one. What's something good that happened to you this week? Well, I guess mine was just today before I came over here. I got to catch up with a friend from college. Mm -hmm. Have coffee. You know, it's like, it's nice. Although, like, our friend circles are kind of, like, smaller Mm -hmm. in those ways. Those friendships that truly matter have lasted, and I think that's just really cool. I think Kate and I, a different Kate, <laughs> Kate and I have been, this Kate from college, we've been friends since we went to KU together. We met freshman year, so mm-hmm. that's been cool to catch up with her like every few months, and it just doesn't change. So yeah. I think that was my highlight. I love that. Yeah. That's a good one. Cool. Yeah, well, thank you everybody for listening, for tuning in. This is a long one. It's much longer than we anticipated. We anticipated, but I think it was necessary. Um, and we will see you guys in the next one. Yeah, hopefully be back later this week to finish our bottles of wine. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Bye. Bye.